you feel like you're running life through the motions day after day? Do you feel sluggish with little energy to be able to spend time with your family? Do you feel like you're just not living up to your full potential? What if I told you you could transform your life through mindset and movement? Here on the Ecala Podcast, you'll be inspired, be motivated, and be able to take action to become that best version of yourself. The Ecala Podcast is for those who want the opportunity to better themselves through health and wellness. Here you'll learn tips from experts in their field, hear inspirational stories to help uncover your full potential. Now, are you ready to transform your life? Welcome back to another episode of the Ecala Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joel Pasquale, and we're here for part two with our interview with David Gonzalez. David Gonzalez was with us last week in our episode. He talked about his struggles that he's gone through in life, the really the turning point where his grandparents really had an impact on his life and his direction and motivation. So uh, welcome back, David. Welcome back to the Ecala Podcast. Thank you for having me. So we'll just get right in it. We'll just start off with our hang loose segment, which is I pick up a random question and uh, we have you go with it with your answer. So, all right. All right. So here's a, here's the deck. Here's the card. Okay. So you have a hundred K you have to donate or create a charity. What would you do? Man, I'd help a bunch of kids that come from like urban environments. that don't have a lot of resources and where the parents are in a sense, like, too prideful to ask for help. I'll create something there where they don't have to ask for help. They just got to show up. Cause mm-hmm. that's the thing. A lot of people where I come from, like I'm Hispanic. A lot of Hispanic people are very prideful. They don't like asking for help. That's why they work themselves to death all that day. <laughs> you know, they don't like asking for help. So I would like to create something, whether it be physical activities for kids to join for free scholarship programs where you, but you don't have to ask for help. Like here, we got this, go ahead and sign up. We don't need to know what you got going on. We don't need to know your personal business. We don't need to, have you swallow your pride, just show up and uh, enjoy yourselves. It's all free. It's all on the house. Okay. That's a wonderful idea. So if you don't know, David is our personal trainer. He's our trainer, staff trainer at CrossFit of Fremont. And he comes from Southern California. David, just quickly give me a brief summary um, of where you're from and a little bit about yourself. Oh, like I said last time, I'm, I'm from Southern Cali. I'm born Southern raised, man, uh, in the San Gabriel Valley of LA County, which is uh, in the city of La Puente. And, uh, man, uh, I come from very humble, but strong beginnings, <laughs> you know, where, where you get, you push, man, it's either, um, you eat or be eaten, you know? And, uh, that's what created me to be, uh, always starving. I always tell people all the time, like, are you hungry? Shit, I'm, like, I'm always starving. What are you talking about? Hunger? I just ate it. I don't want the appetite. I don't want it all, you know? So like, I'm just, uh, I come from a, a, a background where, um, my grandpa taught me good work ethic. Like, I remember as a kid, he used to be like, wake me and my brother up, man. I'm telling we're in elementary, junior high, early as hell in the morning on summer vacation. Hey, hey, what you guys want? Hey, mijo, what you want for breakfast? Oh, I want pancakes, some bacon, eggs, potatoes. I want it all. And he'd be like, all right, all right. Front yard ain't going to cut itself. It's like, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, breakfast will be done by the time you're done. It's like, all right, 6.37 a.m. in the morning, out there, putting in work, man, on the front yard, backyard, and, uh, me and my brother, so we see all the other people in the neighborhood, all our neighbors, they had all the, pretty much you would say, the modern innovations on how to um, do yard work, you know? 
Mm. And my grandpa, I remember the first time we cut, we were cutting with one of those old school Scissors. sheer pushing scissors, yeah. you know? And we used to always tell him like, hey, look at what Mr. Caldera has. Hey, look at what Chata got. And he'd be like, this is what you got. Pull the weaves. Yeah. We had everything's with, with the, done with our hands. We ever one time your brother even asked him, hey, can we get gloves? You know, we get spikes from the weeds. What? Man. And he'll start getting down and showing you how it's done, you know? And, and so that created good worth. I think like me and my brother, like, man, we, we know how to work. Even though this right now, training and coaching is my first job I ever had in my life. I know how to work. Like I've yeah, worked so, all my so life. That because of your grandfather? Is that the reason why? And you continue, yeah, like, what, because, what, what, uh, you? what continues to motivate you is, uh, what continues like is, um, having pride in what you do. You love doing it. Like say, I'll go back to like, even being incarcerated, uh, people used to always talk about the first day out, what you're going to do your first day out, what you're going to do your first day out. Everyone wants to party. Right. And then they'll ask me, what you going to do for? And I was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to cut my grandparents' grass. You know mm-hmm. why? Cause that's something I love. And wow. I love doing it. Like sitting there. Like me, I like to have my blood, sweat, and tears into something. Like, I'm going to give it my all. So when I go out there, make sure the hedges are straight. Even if I got to go and sit there and, and pull it out with my hand, like go to work, you know? And that was something that would take me back to the good times in my life. Pretty much like those were like the good times working with my old man. So like, that was my thing. And, and uh, that's something my grandpa instilled at us at a very young age. Like, like, hey, what you want? And I'll tell him like, oh, we want this. He'd be like, all right, well, this ain't going to do itself. Like... You want that, it'll be done by the time. It'll be ready for you when you're ready, you know? Even when I wanted to take a girl out to the movies when I was a kid. Like, hey, Grandpa, I get some money. I'm going to take some girl out to the movies. She'd be like, oh, well, you know, the car is not going to wash itself, you know? This is not going to fix itself. It's like, go to work. You'll have your money at the end of the day, you know? And be like, all right. Bam. Found what I wanted, and I worked for it. You know, just like now, like, I want to make, like, I, I, think I told you this earlier. What I want is, like, generational wealth in my family. Like, I want to be able to pass something on to my daughter, you know, where she, it's not like I want to give her that, that instant, like, Oh, everything's just given to me. But it's like, here, man, I earned this. This was for you. I can't take it with me when I'm gone. So here you go. But also set her up for the rest of the life where she could not have to struggle. Like I did, you know? So like, I love to work. I love to be behind something that I could commit to so that my family could reap the benefits of it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you feel comfortable that it's passed off to her. Yeah. And that's how it started. Like, man, just with the old folks, man, at the house, like they created work ethic and, and I get lost in it. Like when I do my work, I actually like, I get lost in like not lost in as far as like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I get lost in it where I find my um, euphoria. Like I'm working, I'm doing something. Even when I'm, even if I'm doing something with my wife, I get lost in it where I find that peace of mind and I'm comfortable. Like, man, this is where I want to be sitting mm-hmm. at home on the couch with my wife, watching a movie like damn, This is where I want to be. And I find that through work, like also work. That's what drives me. I get to enjoy those peaceful, relaxing moments with my family because I work hard for it, you know? Mm-hmm, you're and, good. Yeah. I have a similar memory with my grandpa, with him and washing cars. Like it was a taxi cab driver at some point in time of his life. And uh, every morning he would be up and uh, wiping his car down, washing it and uh, be trying to teach me how to make sure to do it. And for me, I, I even uh, feel it meditative of just washing my own car. I still continue to wash my own car. So... Yeah. And that's what it is. It's like you find those things and it actually like, I don't know, at least for me, finding my like my peaceful moments, my euphoria where I'm where I'm really happy is when I do things that take me back to my youth. Like at those moments with my old folks, like my youth wasn't all great. I'll tell you that it wasn't all great at all. But I had those moments where it was like, man, I'm with the old folks. We're chilling. I have nothing to worry about. Like 
if um I come hell of hard water the next day at that moment, we're fucking, we're happy. We're safe. You know, we're safe. So like, like uh, watching movies, like, man, my grandpa was the type of individual. He'd go to the movie store, <laughs> rent all the damn movies, right? And record them. Like, and have, you know, have our own copy on the old school VHS, right? We had yeah. a whole catalog of movies in and just sitting at a moment when we're all kids, everyone gathering around the family, watching a movie, hanging out. That's why I love spending that time with my family like that. Like, it just takes me back to when I was a kid. I don't know. And that's why I tell people all the time, like, find that happiness. Even when I coach people, sometimes I tell them, hey, look, we're going to move for six minutes in this AMRAP. So check it out. When you were a kid, you were running around all day, right? Like, you weren't stopping until mom called you in for dinner. You're always nonstop moving. Find that place. Remember, you're a kid. You're not going to stop moving until mom calls you in for dinner. So keep it going. Like, do not give up on yourself. Because when you're a kid, he didn't give up. You pushed it. So mm-hmm. it's like find that state when you're happy and everyone was the happiest when they were kids, you know? Oh, funny. Yeah. Well, yeah. So since you've been released, what would you say has been your biggest challenges being out? My biggest challenge being out. I tell my wife this all the time. I tell a lot of my buddies too, is uh, talking to my wife and daughter, like in a sense where um, sometimes I was used to being around the fellas all my life. And not even that, like when I lived with my mom or my parents, my dad was like my homie. So I talked to him the same damn way I talked to my homies. Same thing with my mom in a sense. Like you could walk up in the house. My mom would be like, what's up, motherfucker? And I'm like, well, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> like, you know, so now like my wife and daughter are not like that. So when I talk to them, sometimes they think I'm being like, in a sense, like, man, are you mad? And it's like, no, I'm mad. Why? Well, the way you said it, you sound like you were mad. I was like, nah, I'm mad. I'm, I'm actually, I'm all right. Why? But then again, it's different talking to my wife and my daughter instead of talking to the homie. Like when I tell the homie, like, hey, fool, don't be doing that shit. You know, like, I don't mean it in a mad way because we could just be clowning around. But I'm talking to the homie. And then when I talk to my family, it's like, oh, man, I got to realize like, damn. So that's been my biggest struggle in my transition from being what I used to be and being to who I am now. Is that like how to talk to certain individuals? Because I do talk like a sailor, too. Even if it's just like not even having a conversation, sometimes I'll be like, oh, man, I. I just got done cussing, like not even cussing at my daughter, but like, hey, this and this and that, but telling her story and I start using the F word, I start going on and on and I'm like, oh, damn, today I'm talking to an 11-year-old kid and not not to my homies. And that's been my struggle is because that's all I was around, whether it be in the household most of the time or in prison most of my life, you know? Right. It's, that's, been the, that's been a struggle right there, man. And it's something I battle with all the damn time. Like, And one way that I had been working on it mm-hmm. was coming here. To CrossFit of Fremont. Because uh, uh, I remember when we first met, I was like, I know I cuss a lot. And he's like, I remember you telling me, yeah, yeah, you know, only use that at certain times, you know? So when I started coaching here, like, I refrained from that and be like, yeah, pick that fucking shit up. Like, I would talk to somebody else. Like, when I'm here, it's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and get it up there, man. Hell yeah. But instead, like, I know if I was in a different position, I'd be like, man, pick that fucking shit up and get it the fuck up there, <laughs> you know? Like, because it, depending on the people I'm talking to, so like this has, it has helped me a lot coming here and then working on it with my family. Like, but that's been the, the biggest struggle is uh, uh, the tone, I guess, sometimes come off on to people and it's like, no, nah, I'm not mad. But then I got to realize I'm not talking to, to the homies. <laughs> you're, you're, you, you understand that you've been working on that. Um, but it's, it's a, it is a transition. So, but yeah, like we had that conversation and I mean, I just said it in a way where, I think like if you do it less and then when you really say it, it's going to really come off as even more powerful. So if you said yeah, that- like 
you know, have more meaning behind it. Yes, it will. <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, that's what more. talks all day, you know, that talks like that. And I remember I called my buddies, man. I called my buddies and I told them that I remember I talked to Logan down there at DC. I was like, hey, fool, you know, I coach a class and I don't cuss at all. It's like, oh, well, how in the, how in the, how in the hell you do that? You know, I don't think I could do that. And it's like, man, uh, I learned how to be around different people. And, you know, I got to make sure that I don't make them feel uncomfortable. Even if I have to be a little bit awkward in myself at the time, because I'm not used to it as far as watching my language. But that's what I like is that, that I could accommodate our community here. You know, like I don't even like calling on members because like members makes it too, too formal sometimes, you know? So it's like our community, our family, like we're fan bam. I tell everybody that was so fan, like we're fan bam, we're family. We're not, I'm not, I'm not going to call you like, Hey, are you a member? Cause then that just makes it too formal and shit. You get that enough at work. It's almost like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and that's one thing I really liked from meeting you and you your interaction with everyone. Like you really go up to people, you say their name, you remember their name, and really, uh, really want to know more of them. And and we talked about that that on the last episode, where you would always want to start conversation, whatever it is. So that's why you you are a good communicator. You you really are able to be input in different situations where you could really thrive and uh, communicate. Yeah. It's crazy that, that we talk about that right now, too, because I had a farewell call with my colleagues on uh, Southern California from the Phoenix, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, I was talking to my boy, Dakota, you know, and I was like, it's a trip, man. Like what I learned from the Phoenix was able to re- interact with anybody, color, creed, orientation, it don't matter, you know, and I went for it. They're like, yeah, it's a trip. I went from prison to pride because I went like literally out of prison two three months later, I went to a huge pride event dancing to a cumbia of Selena with my wife in the middle of the pride of it. <laughs> the only people dancing to it at the time, you know? And it was just... Like, you I, up there? Dancing? Yeah, like, because my wife was like, you going to dance with me? I was like, I'll dance with you. And so she went and told the DJ to put out... She loves Selena. So she uh-huh. went and told the DJ to put on a cumbia of Selena. And next you know it, we're dancing right there. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I never danced to a cumbia in my life. But we did it anyways with everyone watching, like 100 people watching us, you know? And, yeah, though, uh, did someone catch yeah, that? We got that on video. They actually were filming a documentary of the Phoenix at that time, and they caught that on camera, too, you know? We'll and, have to uh, put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was a trip because, um, like, while I was talking to him, and I was just like, yeah, thank you guys for thinking them, too, because that helped me, like, to deal with all different walks of life, whether it be affluent, urban communities, pride people in the struggle, people not in the struggle, professional people. Like I just learned how to talk to everybody through the Phoenix. It would put me there, send me. And they'd be like, are you sure you can do that? I'm, I, I think I can do it. And if I can't, guess what? I'm going to get it. <laughs> like, you know, like I like putting myself in an awkward position where it doesn't become awkward and now it becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. And like, I'll tell you, I remember when I went to the pride of it, I was the first one to show up with my pride shirt on. And I'm sitting there like, man, did they really do this? Did they, did they just send me here with this tank top, big old pride shirt on? And did they all know I just got out of prison, right? Like, <laughs> you know, but I had a great time. Like, I had a great time. And, Sounds like it. Yeah, I had, I had fun. But that was just uh, telling them it was funny. It's like talking to people. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter at all, man. And, so you were accepted there. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah like, they didn't like, they didn't blackball me. So like, why should I be blackballing them? You know, like, we didn't shit. You know? So how do you deal with situations where maybe you're, you're put in a situation where you're not accepted? How have you dealt with that? Give me 15 minutes. Give me 15 minute conversation. You know, like, give me some time. We're going to be in, 
yeah, no, you know, <laughs> me, right? Yeah. She's like, you're not gonna like me now, but I will figure something out. Cause trust me, I've run into all walks of life. Like some people are very off putting, you know, and like they don't want to talk. Gosh, I ran into a lot of anti-social people. Give me some time. We're gonna they're gonna be conversating. They're gonna be like, how'd you get that person to talk? You know, like you gotta find something. And the I mean, it's, thing to like find you, it's not like you're having a. I mean, you smile. Look at you. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you have a mean face. I mean, you smile. So, and then that's what. Uh, like, I was just like, give me some time. So when I do, but I have been in situations where people would be like, like, they look at me awkward. Like, what's this fool doing here? Like, even when, um, even at a time in in prison when I converted to to the uh, Islamic religion, you know, I'm a, I'm a Muslim. I converted in there, and like that's crazy in prison to see a Southern Hispanic going to Muslim services, you know, but we had, you know, the powers that be, they were, they were cool with it. Like do your work, homie, like whatever you, whatever makes you feel comfortable, but you're still here. Right. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm still about the cosm. Like I just, I found my God, you know? And, uh, 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 I remember I first showed up and I wasn't not only getting awkward looks on the inside of the Juma services, I was also getting awkward works from all my people, you know, that didn't know what was going on. And it was like, but then, you know what? ease my way in, talk to the brothers, let them know why I was there. And then I even got to talk to the fellas and express to them, like, why I was there. And next you know it, it was no longer awkward. I wasn't getting no more weird stares, you know? And uh, it's just, like I said, give me some time, man. Like, I'll make this make sense to you, you know? Like, I'm not just here to... to, yeah. to so on some bullshit, you know, <laughs> they're basing things on superficial, just, yeah, you need and to that's really, because, and that comes from like you. distorted, like mindsets, you know, your mindset is distorted. Like, like, uh, uh, Oh, you shouldn't be there because of this, or you shouldn't be here because of that, you know? And it's like, why though? Make it make sense to me. Let it make sense to me. And then maybe we, we go out and have a conversation, but if you can't make it make sense, then I'm going to make mine make sense. You know, it's like, it's, uh, um, a lot of people have like, like we talked about earlier, like a lot of people have distorted concepts about how things should be, you know, and that's all because some people don't like certain things about themselves. So they're not going to like something about somebody else, you know. And the only way I've learned to get over all that crap was making awkward situations no longer awkward, man. And communication, talking to people, talking. And that's what I love about about coaching is like it's a community where everyone's here to learn. It is. It's a, it's a community where people are open minded to learn. Most people in society are closed-minded, closed-minded all the way. They don't want to hear what you got going on. But you go to a gym, especially a CrossFit gym, you're here to learn. Everyone's here to learn. The coaches are constantly learning. We're constantly that's what makes uh, it a spark. Start criticizing each other, you know, like uh-huh. our coaches are on each other. Like we you. should do this where this better. So we're learning from each other. We're teaching the community, the, the fan bam in the gym. We're teaching them, but we're also learning from them, learning how their body works, learning. Uh, what grade their kids are in, you know, like we're learning different things about each other personally. And like, that's what I love about coaching is that it's constant. It's a constant evolving thing. It's not just still water, uh-huh. you know, but then again, if you look at the water it runs deep, man, just like that song, everything's moving on in there. You know, you just got to break the surface. Yeah. You know? And, and that's what I love about coaching and all that, man. Like it's a trip. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he calls all about having that strong path and really pursuing the things that we love. I mean, what does he call it mean to you? It means that put my better foot forward on solid foundations. Like what I used to put my foot eat, my foot on before was a house of cards. There was not a strong path. That thing will 
I it tilt a certain way, the wind blows a certain way, I tip a car a certain way, everything's going to cave in on me. So it's about a strong path forward, placing my feet on solid ground that's not going to break. Something that's going to be there for thousands of years, hundreds of years, just like those old Roman temples that are still there. They built solid True. foundations. So like a, to have a strong path, the foundation got to be strong. And that's what it means to me is like having a strong path, strong foundation so that I can continue to stand and keep moving forward. Because my past life, like I said, it was nothing but a house of cards, always collapsing, always collapsing. And now that I move forward, it's a stronger path. It's set on a solid foundation. And the only way to get it there, though, mm-hmm. is you really got to be open-minded. Because if your mind is distorted and closed-minded and you're off-putting, you're not going nowhere, man. You're either going to be seeking some quicksand, I have no solid foundation, no strong path. You're going <laughs> to end up choking on it or it's going to crumble, all that, whatnot. So you really need to have a solid foundation to continue the path forward, you know, for the path to be strong. How do you get that strong foundation? That strong foundation is knowing what you want, but also not being scared to roll the dice, not to being scared to take the chance. Cause most people are very afraid to take the chance. They're worried about like, man, what's going to happen here? What happens? Oh man. And don't get me wrong. Like, man, you got to pay the bills. You got to pay rent. You got to put food on the table. But then is that all you want out of life is put food on the table? Because, shit, I could go to the food bank at the church every weekend and get food to put on my table <laughs> if need be, you know. But then, too, you got to learn how to swallow your pride, willing to take the chances, even if you got to break it down to a top ramen soup every night for dinner. Do you think they Why might not believe in themselves? And it could also go back to, like, sometimes what people fail to realize that the places they're in now could reflect back on the childhood. But then that kind of throws me off, too, to even say that, because I came from a very, like, rough childhood, too. and my siblings as well. And my siblings are successful as hell. Besides me being the one go to prison, my siblings are successful, man. They went to college. They got jobs. They got families. They're doing what they're doing and they're happy. They get to enjoy it too. They're not just those people that do a nine to five, come home and collapse and wake up and go do another nine to five. Now they enjoy it. They mm-hmm. enjoy themselves. So it's like, it really comes down to the mindset of what you want. Cause even when I tell my siblings, we know what it feels like to be in the gutter. We know what it felt like to sleep in a homeless shelter. We know what it felt like to sleep in a hotel, sleep in a car, not have nothing to eat. We knew that. And guess what? We were never going back. We're hitting the ground running. We're going to figure this shit out. We're going to keep moving. We're going to prosper. We're going to turn everything that we don't want into everything we want. You know. And the only way to do that is you have to take chances. You have to take risks. If you don't take no risk, like I tell people all the time, man, if you ain't living, man, go build your coffin now. Save us some money, we don't have to buy one. He goes, you go build it at your damn self, you know? Because <laughs> you're already dying, you know? So it's like, you cannot... And the thing is, too, not to have... Like, it, it's all right for no one to believe in you. No one believes in you too shit. Like, give two shits about that. You have to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in yourself, why should I believe in you? It's like, help me help you. But by you believing in yourself, we're always starting on a good path. Because if you believe you're capable of doing this, then guess what? I'm going to help you to do this. Right. So you the know? first step, believe in yourself... Believe in yourself. And the best way to do that, fuck what, what everyone else got going on, man. Like, really, like, don't worry about what everyone else got going on. Don't worry about what I should have and how come they have it and I don't. Don't worry about that. You could ask them, though, how'd you get that? Oh, I worked. Okay, how'd you go to work? Oh, you went to school. Okay, guess what? Now I could do those things to have those things instead of saying, I want that. How come I don't have that? Don't ask how come I don't or I want that or why not me? Go ask that individual how they did it so you can do it. Just learn. You know? Just learn. Start off with a conversation like, hey, uh, 
instead of sitting there in the background like most people do and to be envious and be be bitter and cruel like oh that person's just showing off oh that person thinks they got it all like all that instead of worrying about all that crap why don't you go up there and be like hey how'd you do it see then there's another part of that you could continue to learn ask but are you actually gonna pull the trigger and take action and do it the only way to do that is like i tell people all the time roll the dice roll the dice and they'll be like what do you mean by that i was like roll the dice man what's the worst that's gonna happen you know Great, you're gonna roll some snake eyes? Like, shit, guess what? Pick it back up, you can roll a seven. You get lucky eventually. You're only gonna get lucky eventually, though, if you keep rolling it. If you only roll it one time and you crap out, then you're not you're gonna lose out. You know, you gotta continue to try to keep rolling it and don't get discouraged on the losses. Don't yeah. get discouraged on the losses. Man, trust me. You try everything that was built in this world was not built overnight, like, oh, I got it right the first time. I'm good to go. Like, you know how many sacrifices people made to make that happen? It's true. You know, and, the, and that's why I kind of like, I find it odd sometimes when people are like, hey, man, uh, I can't do that. And I'm like, why can't you? Oh, well, I don't know that. I was like, well, I don't know that either. But you know what we can do? We go find someone else that does and team up with them. You know, you can't do it alone. Like, if you can, then shit, you're, you can't. You can't. Like, at the end of the day, you can know it all, but you can't do it alone. Someone true. has to play an important role in it. Someone okay. has to play an important role, you know? All right, so believe in yourself, then find the people that will believe in you. Yep, and then put it together. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're going to get in community. Like, that's what thing you can't be isolated. That's what the world has been. Well, two years of it. Hey, honestly, it was funny as hell. I was sitting in prison, and we're watching the news on Arrow was freaking out over these fucking COVID lockdowns. Like, oh, my God, I'm locked down. I'm going through this. Hey, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, people struggle. I empathize with you. You know, it sucks. Shit happens. But... We're all sitting there, and then the conversations we would have with each other through the, the air conditioning vents or through the crack of our doors, yelling on the tear, right? Like, man, you believe these people are out there stressed out about lockdown? Motherfucker got Xbox, he got Netflix, he got TVs, he could go outside for a walk at least, he could do this or she could do that. Like, well, we're stuck in here 24 hours a damn day living in the bathroom, and we're having a jolly old time. We find things to do. We start reading books, working out, drawing, writing uh, books, writing poetry, studying law, doing things. You're, you're someone that uh, got into the history, right? That's yeah. So like, that's why like we sit there and we be like, man, what's up with these people? They don't know how to, they, they don't know how to deal with uh, being on their own. But then, you know, what's a trip is everyone complains about the lockdown and how isolation was getting to them. Everyone's off of lockdown. Guess what people are still doing? Isolating them fucking selves. They were isolating themselves way before. They just found something valid to blame their excuse on, you know? Because <laughs> that's how it's always been. People have always been shut off. It's, they were just mad, you know? Like, that's why I trip out on. It's like, these fools have been shutting themselves off for the world. When did smartphones come into play? Like, they've been shutting themselves off from everybody else since then. Yeah, and no. then a big old COVID lockdown came, and, uh, and we, man, we were sitting there laughing it up. Like, ah, oh, these people can't hack it, man. What's going on? <laughs> Well, that's why we need it now more than ever, just to be out there, be in the community. Speaking about community, actually, tell me a little bit more about Deuce Community. You introduced me to Deuce, Jim. Deuce is in Venice Beach, California. Because of you and learning about Deuce, I was like, I got to go check out this place. So I, I went down to Southern California as well, checked out the community, met Logan Campbell, and really saw the spot. And it was a really cool spot. So I'm happy I got to be introduced because of you. But yeah, tell me a little bit about Deuce. How has it impacted you? This kind of like goes back to that old question. The first question you had asked, like, have I ever been in a situation where I thought I wasn't 
being to be welcomed in, you know? And that was first, like, when I went and I heard about Deuce, and then I heard about who Logan was, and I was like, man, these people are, are, are not my people. You know, like, not used to what I was hanging around. Then I went YouTube it, and I was like, man, I'm going to go to this gym. And, and it's funny, because, like, you know, we think of ourselves, like, convicts, like, like, man, we're badasses. We take on whatever comes our way, this, this and that. And I'm YouTubing to his gym, and I see all these people lifting all this crazy-ass weight, moving fast, fucking, in, a, in, like, in an easy, finesse-type way. And I was like, man, can I, can I, can I, can I, uh, can I uh, you know, meet that, meet that part right there, man? And, and, and I was in my head a little bit, and then I showed up, and everybody was like, hey, what's up, bro? What's going on? And I was like, oh. Oh, all right. Hey, what's up, man? Like, shit, I thought I was going to come here and meet a mob that didn't, didn't like me or be stigmatized because of who I was. And, and that's where I went exactly. there and I seen it. And I knew after that, like, oh, man, I could, I could sit in any crowd. I could sit in any crowd. And I, I really learned that from Jewish community. Like, they have a motto, like, you don't have to be lifting weights to hang out. You know, you don't have to work out to hang out. And I like that. It's like, man, you could just show up, show up, have a conversation break bread more than the gym yes more than a gym and it became a second home when i could be there like i would love being there and it was a different crowd from what i was used to but i loved it like i loved it because it was accepting and that right there was like my first transition into being a civilian in a sense you know like i was always just with my homies and shit in my city i never really left la puente until i went to prison you know and when i went there they just had a different uh accepting aspect about them that that man i would love to see uh in different parts of the world different parts of the, the country i've only been in the state so i would love to see it in different parts of the state you know where everybody was coming together and nobody was uh i never seen no one get put down at all i never seen no one get put down like ridiculed or chastised or disrespected you know i never seen that right there and i was like man like this is this is what the fuck i'm talking about this is this is man Right here, man. I want to drink from this water, you know. <laughs> so Logan's the owner. Yeah, Logan's the owner, man. And uh, that guy, man. Um, like, man, the way he accepts, like, where I come from, like, man, it's it's a trip. It's a trip because you wouldn't expect that. Honestly, you see the dude, and you didn't think the dude would give you the time of the day, you know. Like, and then it's the opposite. That fool was like, "What's up? What can I do to help?" And it's like, "What? What did you say, fool? Like, <laughs> you serious?" He's like, "Yeah. What can I do to help, bro? I'm right here." What's up? But then not even that, he's open to learning from us, from what we've been through. He's open to learning from our struggles so that he can help. You know, like when he first met Campbell, I read an email he, Campbell sent to him. Yeah. This dude's never met. And then next, you know, he's like, how can I help, bro? You know what? I see it in you. Like he sees you at your full potential before you can even see it. <laughs> you know, that's what I trip out. Like he knows, like, like, I see it. I know. I, I know. Like, to him, he's rolling the dice. He knows he's going to strike because he knows what you're capable of. And he lets you. He lets you become that. He lets you thrive in it, you know? And he helps you to get there. And it's, that place is amazing, man. Deuce Jam has uh, it changed my life in, in every way. I got married there. I got married at Deuce Jam. You did say you that. Know? I had, um, I was still incarcerated. The only, right? The one and only. Yeah, the one and only. The first one, you know? I, and then I, I was, like, about to come home. And I needed to be legally married before so the parole would transfer my office up here. And I was like, man, so I told Campbell, hey, boy, I need to get married. And I ain't trying to get married in prison for him. 
like, I ain't trying to do that. Like, hell nah, fool. My, my wife don't deserve that. I want to, like, I don't know it's just a gym, but shit, let me get married here, fool. You know, it's out in the open. And this is a place that's changed both of our lives, kind of in a sense, for mm-hmm. the best. Like, mine's and my wife's, you know? And he's like, oh, hell yeah, fool. Like, I think Logan, I think Logan, because I, I asked him to ask Logan, you know? Like, hey, fool, you think you could ask me? He's like, he's like bro, <laughs> hey, ask him. <laughs> he's like, ask him. And I was like, you sure? And I was like, He's like, ask him, bro, ask him. And I hit him up. Hey, Logan, what's up, fool? Can I get married here? Hell yeah. Like, that fool didn't even hesitate. He didn't even sit there and take a moment to think about that fool. said, hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> what can I do? And I was like, for real? And he was like, yeah, we'll shut the gym down, fool. Come through. Get married. And we you did. Actually on the weekday. <laughs> yeah, during the week, in the middle of the week, on August 16th, man, we got married. And, man, man I had my, we had our first dance right there. Uh, uh, I really don't know anyone who has uh, got married uh, again. That's special. So anyone listening, I mean, <laughs> CrossFit of Fremont, I mean, if anyone wants to have a vacation, <laughs> we'll see. We'll make and, it special and, and for not you. even that, uh, uh, one of the other boys, man, from Deuce Community, uh, uh, Thaddeus, you know, uh, that fool married us. Like, my boy Thaddeus from Deuce Community, that fool, I was still like, that fool was like, man, we're talking about like getting married, get, you know, religious and that was like, man, I'll marry you guys. And he kind of was just like bullshit. And I was like, for real? All right. You're going to marry us. I'm going to let my wife know. That fool went, jumped online, got his minister ticket. And he was like, hey, fool, I'm going to marry you guys. Let's do this. And that fool, that fool did it. Like, it was just crazy. Like everyone in the gym played a role, you know? And it was, it was amazing, man. It was tight. Yeah? It, I got to show me pictures of that. Family, shit. It was a, it was a trip, man. Thinking about it, hey, you know, like, well, and then it, What's pretty cool at uh, Deuce too? It says hold the standard. So tell me about that. So do you get do you, you? I hope you got pictures under that. With it, we didn't get pictures with hold the standard. Now that I think about it, but we did get a picture with the big old Deuce gym in the background. Yeah. But okay. uh, as far as like, you know that thing's painted with real gold too. You did say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Hold the standard is like. So what does that mean? Tell me a little bit more about that. Why they have that? They have it so it's like. You can't limit yourself. You always got to hold the standard high. You got to push yourself to the limit. Like if you're over here content, you're not holding the standard, you know? And then you even have this thing on their door says motivated people only. Only motivated people are going to hold a high standard because they're going to be constantly pushing to new evolutions, whether in their life, in their workouts, and in the community. It's like some motivated people only, man, we're going to hold the standard high. That's why I tell people sometimes in the workouts, like, hey, this is 6 a.m. class. You got to set the standard high. So when the class comes in at noon, they got to know they got to come for business. You know, they got to get ready to go to work. You got to set that standard high. You cannot limit yourself. Yeah. You know? But you got to set that standard too and carry yourself with the right. I say the roar. Like, uh, I can't say that word right. I get tongue tied on it. But you carry yourself with the right. Like, I would say a roar. Like, when people know, they know these people are coming and they mean something. Yeah. You know, they're holding that set standard that they're going to keep going and going and going. They're not going to lower the bar for nobody. I think when you have that standard, I feel like to me, it gives me a sense of pride also. Like what you talked about earlier, when you, you, hold, you hold a set of standards, so that way you look back and you just have a sense of pride and accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. Like there you go. That was the word. Like Reason. you have that, you know, and it's purpose, like, it's purpose all that. Because uh, if you're setting your standards low, man, like, if you're going to be content, send your standard low eating top ramen, then you're never going to enjoy steak. Set your standard high, man, and hold it there. See, Don't but then we need those people that help us uh, raise yeah, you need. You gotta, that's what it comes from, community. And that's what they, that yes. drives, it makes them thrive so much right there is that they're built into their community. It's ingrained in everybody. Everyone comes there. Everyone talks to each other. 
you don't see someone standing up from the corner being antisocial, looking at people weird. It's like, nah, everyone's... David will chase you and uh, start a conversation. Yeah. yeah, and I'll come and find you and be like, hey, what's going on over here, man? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, because, yeah, there's, I mean, I had a conversation with someone yesterday, like, they felt like, you know, they weren't getting pushed so much in their training um, and they felt like content with what they were doing. But more recently, they were getting pushed and that they were actually surprised that they do have more. They could push more than they actually truly believe. But it, they needed that outside perspective to be able to do that for them. Yeah, it's like I like talking about food a lot. I'm a food person. It's like bacon. I'm happy with bacon. I'm happy with bacon or whatnot. Right. Bad thing for Muslims. Don't do that. But. I, I love it. I, I got to deal with my God when I get there. <laughs> but um, it's like you, I tell people, like, like for years, I was content with the top ramen. It's refried beans and rice and sausage. Like, that's all I ate. Until someone else comes around, takes a bite from my bone. I'm like, man, this tastes like shit. You know, it's like, it tastes like crap. Here, try this out. Bam. Big old T-bone steak. Some A1 sauce or something on it. It's like, oh, damn, that's great. Well, exactly. Why are you set your standard here when you can set your standard here? But this is how you, what you got to do to get here, you know? You got to push yourself and guess what? Your community is going to push you to do it. There's a way. I'm not going to let you fail on yourself. You know what? Cause see a lot of people fail on themselves when you're alone. It's like, damn, I failed. I failed. I failed. And it's like, nah, you just got to find a different way. You know, that way didn't work. Like I told somebody the other, the other day in a workout, I was like, there's a wall in front of you. You can dig under the wall. You can jump over the wall. Or you can walk around the wall. The point is that wall is no longer going to be an obstacle, but you're just going to have to find your way, you know? Yeah. Find your way, push yourself, figure out how to get that wall to no longer be an obstacle. You know, there's many ways to get there. Which one is it? And it could come to lessen the weight on the barbell, get a little bit more rest, you know, maybe better technique. You know, you're going to find a way to make that wall no longer an obstacle. Just like I say, you can crawl under, dig under, can jump over it, walk around it or shit. We better yet. We can smash right through it. You'll get there. You know, the thing is, you have to figure it out and I'm here to help you. Let's figure this out. You know? Reverse engineering, just do it. Just trust the process. Yeah. Okay, David, uh, I have a question for you. So, like, there's someone out there struggling in the struggle, whatever it may be. You know, they're at home, maybe even feeling depressed. What would you recommend them to do? How could they start? Start moving. Start moving in a different direction because obviously the direction you're going is, is getting you where you're at now. You know, make a turn. <laughs> so you drive, you know, like say you're sitting there and you're like you said, depressed, have anxiety, stressed out. You're gonna have to those you're gonna have to mix it up, man. Throw some hot sauce on there, you know, or something. You know, <laughs> throw different spice in the game. And and I would really recommend moving, moving in a different direction, whether it be working out or taking a hike, riding a bike. The best thing to do is though is to get up and start moving. Whatever it is, get up and start moving and communicating with people. Talk to people. Conversation goes a long way. Conversation goes a long way. It works. And guess what? In reality, you don't got to pay for that shit. You don't got to go pay someone for an hour just to talk to them. Actually, they're just listening to you talk. <laughs> they're not even talking to you. <laughs> go out there into the community and start moving. Start moving. Put yourself in a different environment. Go outside. Instead of breathing in filtered air all day through your AC, open your door. Walk outside, let the fresh air hit you, and tell someone, good afternoon, good morning, what's up? Walk into a gym. What's going on here? I'm not really a people person, but I hate being alone. Come to the gym. You're going to be in a room where it's 
very hard to be alone. Come to a room, it's impossible to be isolated in here. We're here to help you. We're here to talk to you. But even then, even if you're not a talker, just come. Being around people is very good medicine. Just make sure you're around the right people. <laughs> Trust me, there's some bad people out there. <laughs> yeah. okay. Just make sure it's just move. Move in a different direction. Do something that you're not used to doing and stop breathing in. Filter air. Recycle air. Open your door. Walk outside. Do that now. Get up and go. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, so if you heard that, take action. If, you, if you're someone like that... Um, and let me tell you people too, what's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that's going to happen? What's, what? You wake up sore in the morning? Give it, give it a couple more weeks, you won't wake up sore, but you'll have a lot more energy. Mm. Shit, what's the, like, as long as you're really like, man, I was in situations where I rolled the dice with my life. The worst that could happen was someone's going to take the wind. And I played with that for years. So to me now, like when I take risk, it's like, what's the worst going to happen? I got to go fill out another job application somewhere else? Mm. I don't care. I'm going to fill out a job application somewhere else until I get back to where I want to be. What's the worst? You know? What's okay. the worst? You got breath in your lungs, blood in your heart. Move. Because you only get one way here, man. There's no round trip tickets. Move now. Get so, it yeah, you heard it. So take action, move. So that's what you got to do. If you're listening to this, you kind of you relate to the history of, you know, you're feeling depressed. You're, you're in a cycle of addiction. Move. So you find your community. <laughs> you, have, uh, you, you even enjoy walking. Like you actually like enjoy walking more than driving somewhere. Cause of what you said, uh, you get to see a lot more of the world. Yeah. See, that's what actually made me real good at the job. I, I did at the Phoenix. Everyone got cars. Me, I don't drive. I got a bike. You know, I don't drive. I was, I crashed when I was 17 years old. Never drove ever again. Drove one time when I was 17, smacked four cars, traumatized. Never drove. My wife's been trying to teach me. I don't like it. I really don't. I do not like it because I feel that you see more in the world when you're outside your car. See, when I, and when people do the job I do, the well, to Phoenix, you're looking at a GPS. You're looking for a destination. So you're passing all these other spots up that you realize are not there because you already found your destination. Missing all the beautiful things on the way. Me, I just walked through the Tenderloin District in San Francisco. Meet random people like, hey, what's up, man? What you got going on here? Oh, hey, we're this type of nonprofit. I was like, oh, well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm a representative of a national nonprofit too. Check it out, man. This is what we got going on. But you know what? The only way I was able to find all those places was walking and talking to people and seeing things. Get your face out your phone. It's mm. not going to live for you. Trust me. Someone's... Your phone's not going to do nothing for you besides, yeah, I communicate with somebody, but... Stop looking at it. Stop living your life watching other people dance on your phone. <laughs> stop doing that. Please stop. Just get up. Start dancing. Your look, for, look for a David out there dancing the cumbia. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can go find someone in the street and enjoy that with, you know, you can dance. Like I say, get up and start dancing your damn self. You know, like stop looking at your phone. Stop breathing in recycled air. Open your door and walk. Shit, park your car and walk. During a lunch break at work, got a job that you probably hate get up and walk just start moving shit do some burpees do some squats do something else give a little shock to your body that's going to give you a shot of endorphins and make you a happy person like just stop that jolt jolt. yeah just stop like yeah just stop that just like the best thing to do is just get up and go get up and go you don't know where you're going shit forrest gump didn't know where he was going but that motherfucker ran for three years and guess what he was happy as hell you know like just get up and go (laughs) oh man 
I'm, I'm gonna so watch that movie. I, I gotta watch it. Uh, it's been a while, so I know you mentioned it on the last episode. Man, I love that movie. That's my favorite movie, man. You got love, comedy, war. Yeah, oh, you got it all, man. Tom Hanks hit so, it on the head, man. When he said, "Life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. You know, but you gotta open the box. If you don't open the box, you don't know what's in there. True. You don't know the surprises that are coming your way. Guess mm -hmm. what? That's the same thing. You don't open your door and walk out to the world. You don't know what's coming your way. Wow, that's special. That's exciting, and that's that's you could live really, man, David. Dave. <laughs> thank you so much. I know this is not the last. There's uh, good uh, information that you know I, you changed my perspective on things, and uh, I look forward to more episodes with you. And I really appreciate you your time coming on, David. Where where can people reach you um, if they uh, they could uh, reach out to me on my email at David Gonzalez Gonzalez with an S. You know, the old man was very specific on that. <laughs> so David Gonzalez with the NES 0728 at gmail.com. And, you know, like I said, man, uh, you got to live, man, in your life. You only get it one time. Mm -hmm. And don't matter. It don't matter where you come from. It don't matter what you suffer through. Because someone else probably has suffered through that too. And guess what? They got over it. So why don't you go learn from them? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like anybody can do anything, whether it be drugs, alcohol, crime, just depression, anxiety, and being antisocial because you feel that you might be awkward. Trust me, everyone's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> that's what I tell everybody all the time because my wife, I'm like, hey, that's weird. She's like, you're a weirdo. I was like, of course, I know I'm a weirdo. Everyone's a fucking weirdo. Everyone's a weirdo in their own way. <laughs> so what? Be happy in it, accept it, and go find some other weirdos you could be very friendly with, you know? <laughs> so reach out to uh, David on his email and, uh, you know, even better, Come out, go to CrossFit Free Free the gym. Exactly. Talk to him Free in person. Get it, man. That's Get what he comes across the anyway. And that's where I'm at. You can find me here all day. <laughs> so you, know? you don't have to work out to kick it. So exactly. Thank you so much, David. We'll talk soon. You guys, if you have not yet, please rate and uh, subscribe to our Ecola podcast. And I look forward to future episodes. So remember, take action. Get out there and move move see y'all yeah. hell yeah all right thank you so much for listening but wait we want to keep you updated and continue to be inspired and motivated follow us on our instagram page at ecola strong we'll see you on the next episode